Oh, you put a Y on it, huh? I can't spell. L-A-I-T. All right. Well, faith um, means that you believe in someone, or you believe in yourself, or you believe in someone else that um, doesn't think you can do something. Not very much faith in me. Here, shake my hand. Okay. Um, faith is um, me believing you that you would give me a piece of candy at the end of this. Me too. Stepping into the batter's box, not being afraid that the ball is going to hit me and then it's going to hurt. Well, you know it's going to hurt. Yeah, I know, but it's scary. Do you have faith in somebody? Like you know you can, they can do it, so you say words to encourage them. Faith is when you believe in God and Jesus. Faith is like hope when you, when you hope that things go right. Okay. And faith, faith is like trust. Like if you trust someone, someone you have faith in them. It's what you have in other people in a nice way. Faith well, means putting um, your trust into action. Can you think of a Bible story where someone in the Bible had faith in God? Um, I don't remember his name, but he was a kid. One time he was going to fight a giant, and he believed um, that God would help him. Who was in your heart? Because they were his his first kids, they trusted that um, he would take care of them. High pirates. Fighting pirates. Yeah. That definitely would make him trust God. Oh, um, the time where they were on the boat and they were out at sea and there was a storm. They had to believe in Jesus to um, calm the storm. Noah built a big boat, so God also told him to get every animal he could find. When the end came, he was the one person who survived. judge and see which group does it the best on the count of three. One, two, three.
so we don't go to hell. Because if we didn't have him, nothing would be the same. Yeah. I think God needs to be with you, not only so that you can go to heaven, but so that you're protected. Um, I read a lot of books where they had so much faith that their faith um, helped them to be protected. So that we don't. And so that we have eternal life. We would die because we would be living on the earth. If we didn't have Jesus, we, uh, our sins would be taken away. Yes. Well, to overcome things and be healed, because if we don't have God, we uh, maybe can't be healed. One time, my throat was really hurting. Like every time I like I gulped, it would hurt. So I prayed, and then like a day or two, I did. It was all healed. Because he's important, and he does a lot of stuff to know that we love him. Because. We just got play, then that thing, and then he would do it. So we can be with him once we have So he can vacuum our sins up. Help us if we get hurt. And I'm scared to die on the monkey bars and because I'm afraid nothing will hear me. Um, after we get hurt, um, Jesus, Jesus will help us. Yes, He will. If I, if I was, if I was um, mad and mad, and He He wasn't there to calm me down, then 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 we wouldn't calm down. God so loves the world that He gave His only Son. I've just always been. Uh, interested in what people think about uh, God, who is God, what is he like. So I'm going to take her to the streets and uh, ask some people. Oh, here comes a lady right here. Ma'am, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you believe in God? Oh, yes. Explain that to me. Oh, well, God is like, well, he's like Santa Claus. Like, I make a list of all the things I want. Oh, and I get like toys. I get my teddy bear. Oh. But this one time, Santa, I asked you for a pony. I got the saddlebag and the boots, but I didn't get my pony. You let me down, Santa Claus. I told you, Santa's not God. God's not Santa. Wow. There goes a mad lady. Well, let me see if I can uh, find... Oh, here's another light. Let me... Can I ask you a question, ma'am? I guess so. So do you believe in God? Yeah, I guess so. So what is uh, God like? Well, I prayed that prayer, I get my Bible out, and I rub it a little bit, and God shows up. Like you. Seems so like your own personal genie. Well, as long as I say those magic words in Jesus' name, He'll grant me my wishes. But come to think of it, He has never granted any of my wishes. Nothing I ever asked for did I ever get. I prayed those prayers. And spoke them in your name, and still I never got anything. You're a phony. You're a fraud. I'm not God. 
it doesn't work that way. Uh, some interesting views here. Let me let me go in the audience and here's a couple over here. Let me ask them. Can I ask you, ladies, a question? So, do you believe in God? Absolutely. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, tell me about it. What is he like? A big judge, you know, like he sits up there and, and he's got a book, a big book, and he writes down, writes down everything I do, and then he, he every, I mean, there's no way I can make it up, and then, you know, he takes away my joy and he won't let me do nothing, and I, no, no, honey, 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 no, God's, God's not like a mean old judge like that, no, 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 he's a good God, and, and he loves everybody, and he even took away all those rules. And, and all that judgment stuff. Oh. And so as long as long as you believe Jesus is a good guy, you don't need to believe he's God's son. And, and you're a good person. And, and you recycle. And you save the planet. And, and then you, you go to church or to temple or to the mosque or maybe even to the forest. Whatever. Oh, okay, so... Uh... Santa, Genie, Jaja, I'm confused. Has there ever been a time when you had to put faith in God? When you had to trust Him? Well, yes. When I was younger, I used to be scared of a lot of things that weren't real, but now I'm okay. The lights were all off, and I wanted some food because I was very hungry. And I eventually get the faith to get up and slowly walk into the lights. One time when I was sick. To help all our friends be nice to you when they're mean. When we were in class, Right here. Right here in this room? Mm-hmm. You pray for your dad? Well, I'm not sorry, even though it'll be a while. I pray in children's church for everybody who's sick to not be sick. Um, um, I was praying for um, my mom. She was having what do you think would be the hardest thing to trust God for? Getting punished? Like if you did something bad and um, God said to tell them the truth? Kill my grandma from cancer? Jumping off of a cliff and them telling me that I'm going to live? Has your parents ever had to trust God for something? They would do good in their jobs. When mom uh, got hurt on, with her feet, she had to trust God that she would come out of that situation unharmed and feeling better. When my brother ran away from me, my mom and my grandma and papa, when we were at the park on his bike, was everyone scared? Yes. Mom and Dad, well, we were living in California, and there were a lot of shootings there. And it was like right by our apartment. 
So they had to have faith in God to trust that he was telling them to move here. And I think I figured out why. Because I think a couple months ago, ISIS came near where our house was and started shooting. Today's Bible story is four men in the furnace. King Nebuchadnezzar built a gold statue, 90 feet high and 9 feet thick. He then ordered all the important leaders in the province, everybody who was anybody, to the dedication ceremony of the statue. They all came for the dedication, all the important people, and took their places before the statue that Nebuchadnezzar... Bless you. What? God bless you. What? I, Sneezed. I didn't sneeze. Like, Nebuchadnezzar. No, I didn't sneeze. Nebuchadnezzar. No, that's his name, honey. That's his name. Oh, that's a weird name. Okay. Anyways, they took their places before the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had erected. A herald then proclaimed in a loud voice, Hi! Attention, everyone, every race, color, and creed, listen. When you hear the band strike, Hey, not that kind of band. No, no, not that kind of band either. Oh, okay. What, what we got? Go well, ahead. Go ahead. Go I'll get there. Sorry, sorry. You go ahead. I'm about to explain it. When you hear the band strike up, all the trumpets and trombones, the tubas, the baritones, the drums, and the cymbals fall to your knees. And worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar has Bless set up. Bless you again. Bless you. I didn't sneeze. Anyone who does not kneel in worship shall be thrown immediately into a roaring furnace. The, Wait a minute. The band started to play. A huge band equipped with all the musical instruments of Babylon. And everyone, every race, color, and creed fell to their knees and worshipped the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Just then, some Babylonian fortune tellers stepped up and accused the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king. You gave strict orders that when the big band started playing, everyone had to fall to their knees and worship the gold statue. And whoever did not go to their knees and worship it had to be pitched into a roaring furnace. Well, there are some Jews here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No, Winnebago. 
No, it's not a Winnebago. Yes, it's it a, is. It's, it's a Winnebago. Because when no? I was a kid, we rat, we drove all around in an Abendigo. And when we, we were all over the place in an Abendigo. No. It's this big vehicle. We had, it had a bathroom in it. You drove your parents crazy in a Winnebago. No, we were in a Nebraska, Winnebago. okay? We saw no. the same thing all over Nebraska, and it was in an Abendigo. Okay. But you go ahead and carry on. Winnebago. But we're talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have placed in high positions in the province of Babylon. These men are ignoring you, O king. They don't respect your gods, and they won't worship the gold statue you set up. Yeah, they were saying, I can't go for that. No. No, no can, can do. do. I can't go, go for, for that. that. No. no. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, you're the one that got distracted. No, don't distract me. I'm sorry. Continuing. Furious, King Nebuchadnezzar ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought in. All right. So what we have here today, we've got a show for you guys. We need this group over here and this group over here to come on into the middle. we got a show to put on. Come on over here. Come on. Stand in the middle with me. Come on. Let's do this. All right. Everybody else, y'all stand up too. This is an adventure. said... When the men were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar asked, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not respect my gods and refuse to worship the gold statue that I have set up? I'm giving you a second chance. But from now on, when the big band strikes up, you must go to your knees and worship the statue I have made. If you don't worship it, you will be pitched into a roaring furnace. No questions asked. Who is the God who can rescue you yeah. from my power? You know that's right. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego <laughs> answered King Nebuchadnezzar, Your threat means nothing to us. If you throw us in the fire, the God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace and anything else you might cook up. <laughs> you said cook up. Get it? <laughs> a fire. I get it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> cook okay. Up, cook, cook All up. right, honey. Okay. But even if he doesn't, it wouldn't make a bit of difference, O king. We still wouldn't serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Nebuchadnezzar, his face purple with anger, cut off Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace fired up seven times hotter than usual. Yeah! Yeah! Come on, make some noise! Yeah! He ordered some strong men from the army to tie them up hands and feet, and throw them into the roaring furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, bound hand and foot, fully dressed from head to toe, were pitched into the roaring fire. Because the king was in such a hurry and the furnace was so hot, flames from the furnace killed the men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to it. It can't be that hot. Let me see. While, ah! Ah! 
while the fire raged around Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, suddenly King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in alarm and said, Didn't we throw three men bound hand and foot into the fire? That's right, O king, they said. But look, he said, I see four men walking around freely in the fire, completely unharmed. And the fourth man... the, The fourth man looks like a son of God. What? Nebuchadnezzar went to the door of the roaring furnace and called in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked out of the fire. All the... All the important people, the government leaders, and the king's counselors gathered around to examine them and discovered that the fire hadn't so much as touched the three men. Not a hair singed, not a scorch mark on their clothes, not even the smell of fire on them. (laughs) Nebuchadnezzar said, What? I'm waiting. Aren't you going to say bless you? No, you're about to say it. Oh, okay. Well, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They ignored the king's orders and laid their bodies on the line rather than serve or worship any god but their own. The end. So this morning... We've been talking about faith, and I'm going to kind of wrap it up, kind of tie things together. We had a skit of what God is not. He's not a Santa Claus. You know, some people think that he is. They think that they deserve for God to give them whatever they ask for. But you see, you've got to understand, if your prayers have not been answered the way you think they should be answered, there's a reason Because God sees the whole picture. He sees what is good for us. He sees what's coming ahead. And so if God doesn't answer your prayer exactly how you pray it, don't be discouraged because God is in control. Some people see God as their personal genie. Unfortunately, some people believe that all you have to do is pray a little prayer And it's your get-out-of-hell-free card. But that's not necessarily the case. Because God is looking for people, yes, to invite his son to come and forgive them of their sins. But he's also looking for people who want to follow him and follow his word. He's looking for people who want to live righteous lives. You know, I've known some people... Also, they just kind of have this idea, all I have to do is claim it in Jesus' name and I'm going to get it. But sometimes that isn't the way it works. We have to know who God is. We have to know his character. How do you know that? By spending time with him. By allowing the Holy Spirit to come and reveal things in your life that needs to be transformed. 
by reading God's word and believing God's word. Some people have this idea that God is a harsh judge, that he's going to, I don't know, kick you out of his family the next time you sin. I used to have this vision of angels in heaven with a giant eraser erasing my name out of the book of life every time I messed up. That's not what God is like. He is a God of love, but he's not the flip-flop of that and says you can do anything you want. doesn't matter because God is righteous and he is holy and he wants his people to be righteous and holy. If there is something that was a sin in the Old Testament time, guess what? It's still a sin now. Adultery, stealing, lying, still a sin. And God wants us to follow him and be discipled, to be forgiven, yes, but to strive to go on and on in growing in our faith. Then we had the skit about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And for those of you who may not be familiar with the backstory of that, when they were teenagers probably, they were kidnapped from their home in Israel. Their parents were killed. They were nobility. They were the cream of the crop. And they came in and they captured all these young men, took them to Babylon, which is today like Iraq, the area of Iraq. King Nebuchadnezzar wanted the choicest young men to be uh, trained to serve in his kingdom. So he had all those young men come. I was impressed because here are these teenage boys who knew God's laws. See, the king said, give them the best food that I have for my table. Give them the pork chops, the bacon, honey-baked ham, all that kind of stuff. But Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel, they knew that that was against God's laws. That was on God's no-eat list. And they decided they would not defile their body and defile their relationship with God. And so they went to the, the uh, man who was taking care of them, and they said, we cannot eat this unclean food. It was probably also offered to idols. And so they knew in their heart, they knew God, they knew God's laws, and they knew who God was. And so they said, let us go vegan for 10 days. So they ate fruits, vegetables, and water. And after 10 days, they were smarter, stronger, handsomer, if that's a word. At that point, they started proving to themselves and to others who God is. That prepared them for what they were going to face years down the road when they were leaders. And you know the thing about the story of of the fiery furnace? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not just some Hebrew people. They were leaders in the kingdom of Babylon. And they had to stand up for what they knew was right. And they stood there with the possibility of being burned alive and said, Our God, we know that our God is able to deliver us. But if it's not his choice to do that, if there's a bigger picture we still will not bow down. See, those men also had an understanding of eternity. 
they knew there was more to this life than this life. And they knew that one day they would have to stand before the Lord God and give account to their life. They had a choice of life or death then or life and death for eternity. So, this morning, as we wrap things up, my question is, how sure is your foundation? What is your foundation? Is it based on circumstances, emotions, or is it based on the word of God? Do you know God? How do you see God? You know, faith is demonstrated during desperate times. You don't know if you have faith unless you go through something hard. So, if something hard comes, are you going to be shaken? Or are you going to stand? You know, Hebrews 12, and we have this verse up there, Hebrews 12, 26. It says, when he, when they're talking about God, spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But next time, he says, I will not only shake the earth, but the heavens too. By this he means that he will sift out everything without solid foundations so that only unshakable things... I got will... it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Scott, I'm, 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 st- I'm still teaching. Well, I'm, I, I really got some really good... I understand, I got it, I got it, tell about it. You, what, what is it you got? Well, it's about having a foundation. It's kind of like the story of the three little pigs. <laughs> we just talked you know, about the pigs. three little pigs, right? Right? Okay. Okay, uh, the okay. first pig, they, she built her house out of straw. <laughs> she come and she didn't know that you wouldn't be able to withstand the trials and temptations and the winds that would blow. And then along comes the big bad wolf. He's kind of like the devil. <laughs> and he takes her out. And then the second little pig... She thought she could just build a house out of sticks and a few pieces of wood, and that'd be fine. Well, she didn't realize that she didn't really have a firm foundation either. Then the big bad wolf comes and kicks her hiney and leaves her in tears. But the third little pig, she understood what it meant to have a foundation and to build her house on the rock. And so when the big bad wolf or the devil come, and he tried everything he could, But Jesus Christ was her rock and her foundation. And she knew that no matter what the devil did or the big bad wolf did, he could not prevail against her because she had a foundation in Jesus Christ. I got it! I got it! Did you get it? I got it! I'm so proud. Thank you, Scott. You know that really does make sense. We're talking about where's your foundation? Where is your foundation? Is it based on Jesus Christ? Is it based on God's word? We're going to be having another skit here in a minute. But I want you to think. You know, Difficult difficult times will come. If you have never experienced difficult times, guess what? Get ready. They're coming. 
When those times come, who are you going to run to? Who are you going to stand upon? Today we commemorate the 9-11 tragedy that happened. That week, people from this nation fell on their knees and worshipped God. Should another terrorist attack, God forbid, happen in this country, will your faith be shaken? Should our government fail or persecution come on Christians, will your, your faith be shaken or will you stand firm? If the economy fails, you lose your job, you're attacked by a disease. Who is your foundation? Who are you going to turn to? Who are you going to stand? Are you going to be able to stand? If you're grieving over children or lost relationships, are you going to be able to stand on the word of God and stand and say, my faith still holds?
But I'm lost in this land and I can't see a plan My world falls apart and the light turns to dark When the clouds gather round and the storms overwhelm When my heart breaks in half and my strength cannot last When I'm lost in this land and I can't see a plan When my world falls apart and the light turns to dark When the clouds gather around and the storms So this morning, as we wrap this up, I believe there are people here today that maybe you've never made a decision to put your faith in Jesus. Today's the day. You never are promised tomorrow. So if you've been grappling with that in your heart, today is the day to make that decision to follow Jesus Christ, to stand on faith. I believe there's also people here today that you have prayed the prayer, and you, you've, at some point in your life, you've been faithful, but something has pulled you away. Something has uh, an offense or busyness or distractions in life, and you know you're not where you're supposed to be. If that's tugging at your heart, today is a great day to make that decision to get back with the Lord. And then there may be people here today that you have been standing, but you're tired. You've been waiting for that miracle, and your faith, you feel like it's just getting weaker and weaker. We want to encourage you today to not give up. Not give up. Tell your neighbors all about him. Let the whole world sing and shout it. Our God is faithful. Praise him for his